Ben, welcome to the show. Thanks, Costa. How are you going? Yeah, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. So it's the final week of Supercoach. Um, hmm. So we're joined by a new guest, uh, that is Ben Farr, and he is uh, part of the uh, the head-to-head league that both Polly and I are in, um, and he's in the final uh, against Polly. And he was just telling me off-air that this he's been in this league for four years now, and this is his third grand final out of four. So some head-to-head player. It's a pretty good run, isn't it? I mean, um, I, what's his I, I've probably been playing. What's that, sorry? What's his secret? I, look, I, I don't know. I think I, um, I've been playing Supercoach since about 2013, and um, I might have played Dream Team or Fantasy the year before that, 2012 is when I might have first started. And I, I always loved overall, um, and I kind of still gear a lot of strategy and, you know, just the trades throughout the season towards overall. But I guess in the last couple of years probably, you know, you can't – you can't always do well at both. Um, so definitely took more of a head-to-head focus the last, you know, three, four, five years or so. Um, yeah. I mean, just, just a lot of stupid stuff really that, you know, you you take take reserves off a few players or, you you know, you, you know, just play a bit of mind games, you know, put your captaincy on someone that, you, that you're not going to captain and then switch it at the last second and, and whatnot. As well, just all sort of stuff like that, I guess. Um, yeah, and just just more or less backing yourself to make the the right trades throughout the year as well. You know, like p- picking up um, wins in the buy rounds or the the rounds after the buy, buy rounds as well, where there's um, you know a uh, lot lot of players out and whatnot. Um, that's where you can sort of pick up some wins, and you know, if you make the top four, um, it gives you every chance, right? Yeah, so so it was interesting for me this year because um, I was absolutely playing overall, right? Like I, mm. I never really pay much attention to head head, and um, mm. I didn't make one like head to head related decision. I didn't play any silly buggers with my head to head matchups all year, yeah, right. um, and I still finished like I, I think I finished second in the end. But like that's because I'd run out of trades towards the back end. I was comfortably first for a long time. Yeah. Um, but in the in the finals, so so I played Polly last week in the semi final, and he got me. He got me by about fifty mm. points. Um, mm. But yeah, it was probably like one of the first times I've actually tried to to do some of this like silly buggers head to head stuff. So I did the old um the old rope it the old um because we both had our captain on turbo in that like, yeah. second last game, and I was I was behind, not hugely behind, but enough behind that I thought I was cooked, and um. And so I did the like about two and a half minutes or maybe about two minutes out from lockout, I changed captaincy to Garrick and mm. I knew he'd be watching. Mm. So I was hoping that he would he would switch to match me and then at the last second um, go back to turbo, yep. the old bait and switch. But yep. but he just like, he ignored it. And I sent him a text message afterwards <laughs> and I was like, because I, I thought, oh, you must not have even seen it. And, and he was like, nah, you cheeky bugger, I saw it. Um, yeah. But like he just didn't take the bait. It's too clever. Mate, I love it, but then you know a lot of um, you never know what what the thinking is on on his end. Like like maybe if 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 you'd left it on turbo, maybe he starts to think other things that like okay, like I've got him, and I know he's going to do a late switch to Garrick, and he might make a switch to Garrick himself to sort of preemptively 
I might be reading too much into this, but this is literally my thought process in these. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Maybe, maybe, and... maybe if I hadn't changed at all, he would have got more antsy thinking that I must change. And then what I actually did was like exactly what he's expecting me to do, which is that's what he said. He said, I was expecting, expecting yeah. you to do exactly what you did, basically, which is like yeah. attempt the bait and switch. But so he was Look, a couple I, of steps I, ahead of me, unfortunately. For sure. I think, I think this year, just with the way Turbo is like, um, He's just, you know, far and away the best option. You've got to make ground up the other way, well, any, any other way if possible, really. Yeah. Um, it's not, not going to happen via the captaincy. Yeah, which is interesting because it's kind of taken a bit of that strategy out of it in a way. Like the, the back end of the season's just all been turbo, particularly since um, Cleary's been injured. So there's not even no, really been it. much of a decision there. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about um, just sort of things you've learnt this season. Um, mm. I've got some things I want to talk about in terms of what I've learned. Um, but before we get into that, just just to talk about, I'm not even going to really bother to talk about overall because there's not much you can do, I don't think. I don't think too many overall players will have any trades. Mm. Um, a lot because of the, um, the restings and, and some injuries and things like suspensions and things like that. I mean, people are just struggling to field at 17. So if, if you can field yeah. 17 this week, I think you're doing very well. Oh, for sure. Um but I suppose the this, the people that might have one trade left are probably like head-to-head only players that have been saving it for the grand final. Mm. Um, so just based on team lists, is there anyone that sort of jumps out at you as sort of a head-to-head kind of, you know, just based on the, the teams that are coming up against each other, a real good pickup this week? Although you might not want to say too much given given that you're playing Bolly and you'll be listening. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. Um <laughs> I mean, I mean, you got the really obvious ones, right? You're um, Cleary, um, Turbo's not even worth mentioning, but um, I, I, I guess looking at the lineups of some of these teams, you got you got Cleary, you got Toe, you got Cherry Evans, guys like that. Yeah. With really, really good matchups against the um, you know weaker opposition. But um, I mean, there's, I just think there's. It's going to be one of those weeks where it kind of changes game to game. Like Panthers have named, for example, you know their their strongest lineup possible. But if um if the Storm who play in the game prior to that, if they beat the Sharks, I mean Panthers have literally got nothing to play for. So what's to say that um you know any one of these Penrith starters doesn't get doesn't get rested if you if you know what I mean? So you you Cleary in particular, right? Like, yeah, I just don't see him playing if, as you say, that the Storm win their match. Like, why would you play him? I, so, anyway, I guess look at team lists very carefully. But, um, I mean, he it didn't really. He looks like great trade in if he does play against that because the, the Eels team, the, you know, it's basically a reserve grade team. Um, well, that's yeah. it. And I mean, you've got guys out like um, you know Dewey and. Cody and, and and whatnot. So I, I guess people people will have the cash there to to make that move um, if they can. But I mean, Cleary, you're exactly right. Why why would Cleary be playing? You know, and even look back at look back at the game that he he returned in against the Dragons. Like that was only what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. He didn't even need to come back then. Like you know, they were going to beat that team. You know, a twenty thirty odd. As, as it was, and, you know, the injury he's dealing with is, um, you know, something that if he just 
you know, lands awkwardly. Um, he's, he's gone. His shoulder's gone, basically. Um, yeah, 100%, 100%. I mean, there's not that much, though. When I look through the team list, mm. I'm like, okay, let's assume that Cleary doesn't play. Like, you know, let's say you're going up against DCE, which which could be the case yeah. for a lot of people. It's the case for you. I don't know if you... Do you have DCE? I do, okay. I do, yeah. So you got him anyway. But, like, let's say you just wanted to, to sort of pod half. Like, who's going to be? Like, the, the only one I can really see that is a little bit interesting, and I'm, like, I'm afraid to mention it, is Luke Brooks. Yeah, right. Like, playing against the Bulldogs, he's got the kicking... He's kicking goals now. Yeah. Um, Maybe he could put up a score. But who else? Like... The, the, yeah, the Bulldogs look, guys look, have sort of looked okay. Wakeham's looked okay. Just, nah, just forget mm. that. <laughs> no, you're, you're exactly right. I, I just I, I don't know what to expect from, you know, not only the Tigers but the, the, the Bulldogs as well have sort of they – sh- they seem to show up every two or three weeks as well. I mean, that's that's a game that – I mean, the Bulldogs could, could even win potentially. I mean, you don't. Oh, absolutely. The Bulldogs could win 100%. Um, so there's no guarantees that Brooks gets a good score, but I'm just he's got the goal kicking. Mm. The Bulldogs do look like a pretty yeah. weak team. Um I suppose if Burton goes into the halves, Cleary mm. doesn't play, he could be a guy to look at maybe. Although he hasn't actually scored that well when he's played in the halves, so um there might have been that I don't know if, if I'm Maybe there was like one or two games Burton moving in the halves when he had the kicking and he did he did okay. But I mean, even at centre, like I, I think um, if these lineups fall the way that they do, like um, man, a flyer on one of those um, Panthers backs, you know, Crichton, Momorowski, even. I mean, yeah, I don't know if you'd really want to ever use your last trade on someone someone like that. But um, they could that they, they could potentially do well. As well, you could um, you could actually pick up Matt Burton in the centres and hope he scores a double or something. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, and, and that's an area um, with all the outs in the halves in in, in Supercoach at the moment. Um, yeah, maybe Burton does does make sense for sure. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, I mean, yeah, I just don't know. I mean, obviously, elsewhere you could just be looking to try and get a, a centre in that's going to score a double. Take a flyer on someone, Bradman Best, maybe against the Broncos. I mean, you know, who knows? I'm, I'm just, I'm just really skeptical, right? Like, just to go back to that comment before, like game by game, how things can change. Like, if if the um, if the Raiders get up um, on Thursday night, then 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 Manly's you know locked into the top four. Um, Parra's not going to beat. The Panthers, obviously. So, if the Roosters lose, um, Seagulls are top four bound, right? Yeah. Do you do you think maybe, you know, that's where you, your turbos or Cherry Evans might, you know, potentially get a rest, yeah. right? So I, th- I I think like, you know, with the with the VC, especially with with, with Turbo as your backup captain. It's not really the VC doesn't seem to be something this week where you just sort of throw throw it away on like a on a flyer. I, th- I think maybe a strategy is um, pick someone in that pick someone really solid in one of these early games um, to fall back on so that I don't know. Look, it all depends. No, no, on, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. So yeah, who would it be? Like a 
yeah, like someone like maybe Nico Hines, although he won't have the goal kicking. Yeah, and yeah. You, you wouldn't. You can't really do a fullback, so unfortunately, you can't. No. You can't. You can't put it on Pappenhausen or Tedesco, or even Ponga. So I don't know. Yeah, Hines, uh, a Haas, or yeah, Payne Haas maybe that would give, give you a solid seventy or eighty. One of the Brandon, Brandon Smith, Harry Grant. Um, Is Harry Grant playing? Yeah, he's on. Um, he's in. He's in the oh, 14. He's in 14 again. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, something like that. Absolutely, I think. I think you've got to do that, and and you know, just to protect against Tommy not playing. Hmm. The other guy you could take a flyer on is Jason Saab. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, playing against the Cowboys, the Cowboys have been pretty trash. If Turbo does play, and it's only if Turbo does play, he could he could get another double or triple easily. Oh, easily, easily for sure. Um, I don't. You don't have him, do you? No. Um, and Paulie doesn't have him. I probably sold Saab mid-season. I, I, I definitely, I definitely sold him before the first buy, and probably you know made a fair bit on him. But um, I, I guess a few people might have sold um bef- before then sometime. But um, oh, he's turning. Maybe, he's uh, a monster pod. Hey, I was going to say great, great pod. Um, that's a that could be yeah a um grand final winning winning pick really. Um, I mean, in saying that, still, what what was it last week? He two tries and seventy points. So it's not yeah. not awesome, but you know, there's he's had a few hundred plus scores in there for sure. He did to score three, really. But, yeah, um, yeah, he could easily. I suppose one of the again, like I mentioned, the Tigers because they've got the Bulldogs. If you think they can, you know, put it together, someone like Ken Mamalo or something like that. Um, but yeah. Like they just—they're not like the the rabbitos or the you know the seagulls, and they've got that like sweet play, clockwork sweet play yeah. where the winger just goes on untu- goes over untouched like three or four times a game. So that's not going to happen. So the chances are that like a Mamalo scores really well, probably a lot lower. Yeah, I, I think I got on Nofaluma pretty early this season and um, thought it was a great trade at the time, but again, probably gave up on him after. A month, month and a half or so as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't mind Mamalo as a shout. Actually, he's 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 actually he's actually scored quite a few tries since he joined the Tigers this year. So he's a beast. He's a big boy. Yeah, uh, that's a great pickup. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like, there's not that much else to talk about in terms of like strategy for this week. As I said, most people are going to be out of trades. Most people are just going to be kind of scrambling mm. to field a seventeen. Mm. Um, I've the the question about should head-to-head grand finals be round 24 instead of round 25 has been raised a little bit. Um, yep. And I probably think they should be. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I think it's uh, start talking about next year. Yeah, basically. And, look, on, on, on that point um, about the the grand final, I mean, this this exact situation more or less happened last year as well. Yeah. And they, did, they didn't do anything about it. I really don't. I really don't understand. And then now they're talking about changing it, but like, I don't understand why. You know that didn't get at least brought up as um, I don't know something to fix up last year. I mean, I, I like I said earlier, I did I did crap last year. I don't I don't think I made any grand final, so it didn't didn't matter to me. But um, 
for sure. For sure, that's something they need to change. I mean, head-to-head wise, you know, it doesn't start till round three, round four. So you've got a lot of dud weeks, you know, just burning trades, trying to, you know, change your starting team um, as much as you can. But, um, yeah, that's that's something they can definitely switch up. I would like to see them separate head-to-head from overall. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you know how they have a draft kind of stream almost, like a mm. you, know, you can set up your draft team and do it separately. Like, why can't they do that for head-to-head and overall as well? So yeah. rather than, ha- like, having to kind of create two accounts, which they frown upon a bit, um, you've just got a head-to-head team and you just can easily just, like, dock in and make your head-to-head trades and then dock into your overall team and make your, your overall trades. Because it is a different strategy. I completely agree with you. It's very difficult. Huh. To um, yeah. like, despite the fact that you know, I won a lot of head to head games this year, come the finals, I had no trades left and couldn't compete because it's a different strategy, yeah. Um, yeah. so you know, how um, just going back quickly to the to the team list, um, you know, there's there's a lot of teams that probably carrying you know, less than 17. How, how likely do you think, like? Any of these, obviously you've seen the team list and whatnot. How likely do you think any of these like extended bench players are, are going to be at getting a game? Like guys like, um, you know, the, the entire South's extended bench is, you know, Cam Murray, Jai Arrow, Johnston, Walker. Um, uh, next to no chance, to be honest. You reckon? No, they're so, not going to get it. Like, I think they've just put them in there to like fill out the numbers because they didn't have enough numbers sure. to fill out 21 spots. Yeah, um, probably right. That's what I think. I mean, maybe, maybe if they're feeling really mm. good off something, they'll chuck them in there, but I doubt it. I mean, I yeah. certainly think the, the case with para is just literally they would just have to fill out the numbers. Yeah. So I don't think any of those para guys will get a run. Um, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess with the from the perspective of Souths, I mean, they've got Cody, they've got Johnston on the, on the bench, and um, I would have thought Johnston would have been a chance if um, that top try scorer... Uh, award was sort of still yeah. under threat, but what he he put that to bed last week, and Adokar got injured, and you know I think Garrick did nothing. And, um, but look, Cody's Cody's still is there. You know, is there any chance hmm. that the bunnies can improve their position? Look, if it would be, it'd be it'd be finishing second rather than third, I think. So, um, really, I have a look at the ladder just to see because. Hmm. They'd want to avoid. So they're third, and they're on. They're two points behind, and they're four and against. Is ugh, it's pretty far behind. So they would. They'd need to catch up by a lot to overtake Penrith if Penrith somehow lose, and they're not going to. And they're not going to catch Melbourne. I guess if um yeah no you you look you're right. You're right. I mean, I mean, they're they're locked into playing Storm or Panthers next week, no matter what happens. So, regardless yeah. of whether they win or not, or whichever of those two teams wins or loses. So, yeah, I, I think that's right. So I can't really see them. Like, if there was some way that they could avoid the Storm, maybe, but it doesn't look like that's possible. No, you're right. You're right. Um. So yeah, no, I can't see any of those guys playing really. Um, so, oh, so one thing I just want to mention is, um, the guy in first is 400 points ahead in overall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Timmy. Um, 
so I think I don't know whether he's got a full team or not. I think he might have one or two missing, but like a lot of people do. Hmm. You'd have to have, um, you know, if you're fielding seventeen, yeah, I don't know. You'd have to beat him by a lot, obviously, to catch him. So I think he's basically a shoe in for the overall. Have, have you been amazing? Yeah, have you been sort of keeping track of how he's been going recently? Yeah, yeah. I mean, last week he absolutely killed it. Yeah. So I, I had him on the show, like, about media. Oh, did you listen to the show? Um, yep, I've, I've listened to a few few episodes, yeah. I had him on, like, around mid-season, and I said, I've said to a few people since, like, the, I, I, I described it as being conservative. But another word for it is patient. Hmm. He, and this season, like I was just having to think about this today when I was thinking about what we were going to talk about. Like patience has just paid off so well. So like, hmm. think about this. I had Brian Kelly at the start of the year. I started with Brian Kelly. Yep. He got injured after maybe one or two games. He broke his hand or something. He was out for four or five weeks. So I That's sold right. him. Yeah. I bought him back and you're about week six. He stunk it up pretty much the whole time I had him from about week five or six through to about week 14. He played the mm. first buy, so I held him through the first buy, sold him about week week 14 for someone like some disaster like Campbell Graham, who's barely played a game since. And yeah. since then, Brian Kelly has averaged like 90 or something. Yeah. Something, yeah. something crazy. He's been scoring really well. And I burned what? So I, I sold him. Bought him back and then sold him again. I bought at least, burned at least three trades on him. I could have just held him the whole time if I'd been very, very patient. So, yeah. so Timmy has like he's held guys like Kikau for the whole season, wow. who was dog shit wow. for like however yeah. many rounds, and and you know he just scored 120. Like, I guess what I'm getting at is mm-hmm. that there's been a handful of guys that you've had to have at, at various points in the season. You had to start mm. with Teddy. You had to start with Cleary. You had to get Fafita mm. in pretty quickly. You had to start with Pappenhausen. And then a few weeks later, you had to get Turbo in. And then there was like Garrick, Walker, and um, and AJ. Uh, and and like recently, DCE, Adam Dewey, uh, maybe Jerome Hughes, guys like that. But apart from those guys, mm. everyone else has been like it like because those guys have scored so well like you you know average, a lot of them were averaging over 100 for stretches that yep. everyone in between hasn't mattered yeah in the yeah, sense that, like right. if you've got a center that's averaging 45 50 there was no reason to trade that person out for a guy that might average 60 because it's just not worth the trade yeah and that's i think basically what tim did like like all those guys that were kind of just going okay he just held them didn't bother trying to trade them to to guys that might score just slightly better. Um, yeah. So you know, in the in the front row, in at hooker, in the in the second row, like the second row is a disaster now. There's no one really that stood out apart from like, you know, as I say, one or two guys like Papali'i at some point, like early in the season, Payne Haas mm. maybe in the back end. But apart from those guys, it's, it's, you know, everyone else is much of muchness. You're exactly right, and I actually, um, it's good that you mentioned Kikau. I actually did bring him in. I'm looking at my trades now. I brought him in in round 12 for um, Josh Curran, mm. right? 
And obviously, you know, Karen's become a factor again in the last sort of month and a half or yep. so. I remember at the time when I brought Kikau in, so that was what, a week before the first buy, um, I thought, look, second row is basically crap this year. So I'm, I'm getting in a guy who plays the first buy, he'll play round 14, you know, as well when I'm probably going to be short. And then I'll just use him as a depth option for the rest of the year. Well, I didn't really stick to that. And then um, I'm looking at my trades in the Super Trade Week. This 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 week really, really hurt me. I brought in... Um, I brought in um, Tohu, SJ, and Garrick, and I traded out Kikau, Nico Hines, and, and, and Cleary that week. Um, and look, look, Cleary was injured; he had to go. But look, it's just one, some of those hindsight moves. Hindsight moves, right? Like if I'd if I'd gone DCE instead, and Garrick was a great buy. But look, you know that was the week Tohu got hurt, and look. Kikau since then is probably like I've held Kikau for probably five weeks at that stage. I don't think he cracked fifty, exactly, and then since exactly. that, since that point, you know, he's probably averaged sixty, seventy plus yeah. for the rest of the year. And um, you, look, you're exactly right. You know, shoring up, um, you know, those important positions in the spine and you know centers and whatnot. Well, that's, that's the, the most important thing. So Timmy yeah. got Timmy had the four key halves before anyone else did. That is, he had DCE, Hughes, Dewey, and Walker. When no one, like he he bought DCE like still during the origin period. And there was Mm -hmm. a game where he scored like 150 and everyone else dicked around with like Sean Johnson. Tyson Gambles and things like that. So like, yeah, it was, it was just the key positions and, and in the other spots, he just, as I said, he just didn't trade. He saved the trades and like, and didn't worry about it. Yeah. So, you know, like I've never been that patient in this game and I don't know if I ever will be, but um, mm. it's a big lesson that like, and, and it, it will depend on whether they they change the rules or like they, they mm. pair back the rules a bit next year because the those differences, as I say, like, you know, you've got turbos averaging 130 and, and all the rest of it. Like, yep. that's why those, like, it doesn't matter if you've got a guy averaging 50 or 60 in the second row because it all exactly. pales into insignificance when you've got those guys averaging over 100. Um, if they do pair back the rules, number one, it's going to be, like, you won't be able to afford those guys because they won't be worth it. Like, turbos mm-hmm. and, and that will just be too, well, don't want to call it too early, but they, they'll be very expensive. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so they'll be they'll be basically overpriced those guys, and so maybe it will matter again. But if if the rules stay as they are, you know, you're just gonna have to think that way. Just, yeah, just plug your team with a bunch of like mediocre guys, um, and just leave them in there all year and just trade in the important positions. Well, prop prop in second row for sure. You know, just put you know any sort of mid ranger in there. There's going to be plenty plenty of them, and then you know. Knuckle, knuckle down in the in the halves and in fullback and and whatnot. But um, so you're thinking that they're definitely gonna they're definitely gonna be changing a few things next year. Well, I mean, it's hard to know. Like, hmm. I thought that that they would, but then, uh, as in, like, well, I'm talking about the NRL now, not Supercoach. Oh right, I'm talking yeah. about the NRL kind of pairing back to six again, well, maybe. But then there was this kerfuffle a couple of weeks ago or last week with the. You know, they were saying if you kick for touch. Yes. Well, I can't remember what that was, and they they walked away from it. 
But um, so that doesn't suggest to me that they're thinking about pairing the bulls back. That suggests to me that they're almost making them thinking about making them go further. So, yeah. so I don't know if the NRL will pair the bulls back or not. Whether I think it definitely does something. Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, sorry. I was just going to say. Um, I think just the amount of rule changes that they've been this year. It's a bit. It's a bit over the top. But then you know, like with the the crackdown in um, in Magic Round with the head highs and whatnot, they've obviously you know rolled rolled that back to some extent. And I think I think they have started calling a a lot fewer or six agains and and whatnot as well. In, in, in recent weeks, you know, you've got probably not as many blowouts in recent weeks as, as there were earlier in the season. But, I mean, obviously you've still got Turbo and a few of the top guns killing it. So, look, look you're right. Whichever way whichever way NRL, you know, moves things, maybe that goes a long way to, you know, helping you decide how to start next season super coach wise But, I mean, who knows, right? Like... Yeah, no I mean, one knows what will happen by mid-season. It might 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 be different again. So, I mean, Turbo is in some ways a bad example because, yeah, because he's like you can captain him every week. Then maybe you pay overs for him anyway because he's sort of intrinsically underpriced because you get the score twice every week. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like like, um, but other guys like I don't know, maybe Nathan Cleary or or whatnot. Like, can they keep up that kind of hundred plus average? If they mm. pair the rules back a bit, probably not. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. And you're right; like things have tapered off a little bit, but I guess we'll see what the interpretations are like. So, so that's the thing. Like, people have been complaining about the rules all year, but the interpretations mm. of the rules have been just as bad. Like, mm. I think last year when they first brought in the six again, because it was only for certain things. They were kind of a bit hesitant to, to blow the six again in some ways. And so yeah. the interpretation of it wasn't as kind of full on. But now that you like, there's basically no penalties, it's just six again for everything. They just call it all the time. Well, yeah. they, well they were early in the season anyway. So like they were calling way more six agains than they would ever call penalties, which means mm. that, well, it either means that it's not working as a deterrent or that they're actually just calling them like for for lesser infringements or making the trying to make the ruck artificially faster. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I mean, I, I think I've heard um, Sangster also talk about the fact that they might tinker with the super coach rules a little bit, but I think he was more, right. he was thinking more about like the HIAs. Right. I think, okay. I think they're looking at doing something about that. Like when you have a, a player that you know gets taken off or something early on, like doing something so you're not you're not penalised quite as much because of the increase of HIAs this year, which would be good. How, how would you like? If just thinking off the top of your head, like what what's something that they might bring in to sort of counteract that or or sort of help us with that kind of stuff? Because that just seems to me like. That just seems a bit. That just seems a bit hazy to me, right? Like, what well, maybe something like if you if you get an if your player fa- fails an HIA, um, you know what you, you you get an AE or something, but you can you can choose if you want that AE or something depending on what your player score. I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe what, maybe um, the AE becomes 
like maybe I, I don't know i'm just i'd be guessing but maybe and, mm. I, and i don't know how much functionality like the thing can actually have but i was thinking yeah. something yeah. on the lines of maybe you can nominate an ae that it's not just like it comes in if you get a zero it's sort of like they go okay well this player came off um you know after 20 minutes so what we're going to allow is that your nominated a you can like basically have the option if you want to to use that nominated a rather than the guy that got injured yeah like at any yeah. time during the week or even after the week you know what i mean like yeah um okay but you wouldn't be able to do it just for any player because then it would just it'd be a bit weird i don't know mm. they'll have to think about it i don't know what the answer is exactly but um mm. Mm. Certainly with all the HIAs, it's like, it's pretty frustrating. That's been a big, that's been a big thing. I, I, th I think just as much as any other rule change or anything else in the game, really, you know, the, the, the head knocks and HIAs, yeah, have had a, have had a massive impact for sure. Yeah. I mean, they, they had for, for a few years now, but this year's been the worst mm. year. Uh, I still yeah. remember Pappy in that, in that magic round game. Oh, that was just, I, I brought him in that week and it was just, like, I was so angry. So angry. I, I think I'd, I think I'd held him, right? Because it wasn't that, he was coming back from three or four weeks out or something, wasn't he? And um, I'm pretty sure I captained him that week. And whereas, um, actually, I remember that game quite well because I didn't have Nico Hines at the time, I think. But obviously I got him the week after when um, Pappy, Pappy got KO'd again yeah. and, um, I think my head-to-head -head opponent had Heinz as captain and I had Pappy as captain. Oh, my God. I, I think Heinz actually went off for an HIA in that game and I was, I was cheering. I was like, wow, how, how good is this? And, you know, Pappy set up that try down in the down in the corner yeah. and um, I was like, oh, how good is this? And I, I don't know, you know, they were celebrating the try and then um, they just panned back to Pappy yeah, and he's just out on the ground. So. And Heinz ended up scoring like 180 in that game. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like a yeah, three hundred yeah, point yeah. swing or something. <laughs> for sure, um, for sure, painful. So you mentioned earlier that you had sort of, you know, picked more of a cookie cutter style this year and didn't try and go too crazy. Um, yeah. What are your like? Do you have any sort of big lessons out of this year? Things you could have done better. Um. Well, look, I'm. I was really. You're going to laugh at me, but I was pretty high on Jack Hetherington at the start of this year. Um, he was, yeah, yeah. I like all over Twitter, and as to anyone that I could like get my hands on that was going to try and pick <laughs> Jack Hetherington at the start of this year, I was like, why? I just couldn't get yeah. as like he was the one guy. I was like, why are people selecting this guy? Like he's never had a good PPM. He's always like a liability. You know what are you seeing that I'm not seeing? I just um I'm look you you're exactly right obviously it all it all worked out that way and um you know I kind of just maybe maybe he was at that certain price point where it sort of perfectly fit my team and I was like well started um making up reasons why it was a good option you know like he's in 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 reality right like he's a NRL wise like he's a good young player and um you know he just won a starting job at a, at a new club. He was going to get more minutes, but obviously you're right. You know, his PPM's crap. He gives away penalties and he gets suspended and whatnot. I think it was um, him and Matt Lodge were at a similar price at the start of the year, but you remember Lodge did his hammy, I think, in the first yeah. game and then 
everyone was trying to swing around, um, you know, that that second second prop spot. But um, maybe maybe Matt Lodge is an interesting one. Like, I've never liked him mm. as a player. Mm. Like, say what you want about you know all the troubles he's had off the field, but even as a player, like, yeah, he's a yeah. big guy. But I've always felt like he kind of just gets in the way, gets the ball at the wrong time, like kind of yeah. like actually isn't that good a player. He was pretty good for Supercoach like a year or two ago, a couple of years ago before he got mm. injured, but like just solid. But the back end of this year, he's like, apart from maybe Payne Haas, I reckon he's been the best prop in the game. Yeah, he's been awesome. He's been, he's just looked massive. Like he's just running it really hard. He's knocking people over. He's offloading. Um, he's been good for Supercoach and good in real life. He's, He's played better than I thought he had in him, to be honest. Yeah, and look, him and, you know, probably, you know, Fenua Blake as well and um, big um, Stefano at the Tigers too. I mean, imagine if you, you know, just, just held him all well, the way through well, you're talking about. Timmy held him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Timmy's wow, playing him just... as, as his, like, second prop. Yeah. yeah. So that's, like, yeah. this is what I'm talking about. He's just, like, held all these guys that everyone else got rid of. He held Jason Saab through all that bullshit as well and then, yeah. and then you just he's just playing him now did did you start with um sam walker this year no i i i yeah not a great move but i started with um jock madden who i've still got and now i am playing oh, okay he's now in yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> i rated i waited 23 rounds for jock madden to get wow future immortal jock madden i just couldn't wow. get rid of him because he was bottom dollar yeah well Maybe um, going back to your question before, um, I, I didn't start with him. I started with um, Jamal Fogarty. I mean, I always like to pick at 25 players that are playing. Um, maybe a, a lesson is, you know, if, if there are these really highly rated youngsters that um, are just maybe they only need one injury to get in the team or if, you know, the player in their position's not overly great, Maybe you just pick one or two of these NPRs. I mean, um, you know, you got Sam Walker this year. I'm, I'm probably going back a long time now, but I remember um, it was a similar situation with um, Ewan Aitken and, and Jack Bird at the time. Well, even, like, even um, Callum Ponga. Ponga, yeah. Like years yeah. ago when he was he he was a rookie, he didn't get picked at the beginning. Um, and then like half, you know, six or eight games or maybe even more, 10 games into the season, he came into the team and just killed it. It can go. It can go another way, right? Like, I, I guess um, with Sawali as well. I mean, he really didn't. He really didn't do anything this year, did he? Like, no, he didn't. But I mean, like, I don't know if you know this. But I talked about this on the show. Like, I started with three NPRs this year. Um, yeah, right. And I never got rid of any of them, so I effectively played mm. with a twenty-two man squad all year. And that's that was that combined with blowing all my trades early was absolutely well. It was just plain stupid, really. Um, did, did you sort of think, like, at some point that you would be trading maybe one or two of them out? I mean, I, I guess you'd need the right rookie to pop up. And... I, I could have at various times and chose not to for mm. whatever reason. Um, okay. Like, I could have easily traded Jock Madden to Josh Schuster at various points and didn't. Mm. Um, mm. So, I don't know. Just what, like, I, I guess I didn't, because I've never had that many NPRs before, I didn't realise how how much it was going to hurt with squad depth later on. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I wasn't expecting as many injuries as we got. Um, but it's been a good lesson. So so back to what you said, I think absolutely 
you can pick one and maybe two yep. NPRs, particularly if they if you think they're guys that are going to like really likely to get a run later on in the season. Um, yeah. Yep. Even if they're not, like the, the flexibility of having three NPRs was actually amazing because they were all switches, yeah. they were all dual position players, and it actually allowed like it was amazing. Like I could basically trade any guy in any position to any other guy using mm. only one trade. But the flip mm. side is how much it's hurt me in the back end. So, yeah, definitely one. I think even two, maybe. It's not ideal, but like it, it also depends on who the cheapies are, right? So one of the reasons I did it this year is because I didn't want to pick guys like Jamal Fogarty. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I wanted to put all the cash into my 17 um, and not have guys outside my 17 that were like, you know, 400K or whatever. So if, if we yeah. get if we get a better like group of cheapies next year, then, you know, there'd be no reason to do it. But, um, yeah. Fogarty, Fogarty was a disaster. Honestly, like I, um, I only picked him cause you know, he was goal kicking and, um, ball reports, he was going to be on the same edge as Fafita. And so I thought, you know, I'd be, be doubling down a fair bit by picking them, you know, Fogarty's the goal kicker. He'll be setting, you know, Fafita up tries. And then, um, some report came out, maybe the day before the Titans game or the day of the Titans game saying that um, they were going to swap them or maybe it was the last trial game. They swapped them again. And I thought, I'll stuff this. Like I've already picked my team. I'm not changing it again. And I obviously should have. And um, I eventually did trade Fogarty to Sam Walker when he was on the bubble. And that was right after I think Fogarty scored like 10 points or something, something stupid. I don't know. Like I don't know if it's like because the Titans halves aren't very good, or, or just the nature mm. of how David Fita plays. But mm. how many of his tries? And I don't have the stat in front of me, but I'd be interested to know how many of try of his tries that he scored this year. Do you actually think came off? Like, was anyone even awarded a try assist? Yeah, that's a really good. Because really most question. of them are just like him getting the ball when there's nothing yeah. on and running over like five yeah. guys. Yeah. Like I can't remember like a half putting him through a gap. Yeah. It's it's literally just give him the like really, really early ball and he'll either run around them or run over them. Anyway. So yeah, I'm not sure that either half has really benefited that much from having the feeder outside them. But um Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Did you did you start with him? With uh, so that was one of the good things. I I look I've I've been patient with a few things. I'm Sat through that um, three or four week pappy injury that I was telling you about. I, I sat through um, Fafita's two game suspension. Like I started with him as well, but like also at the same time, I, I started with Taukiaho and I still have him. And um, he's been handy the last couple of weeks, but besides that, I mean, I started with Taukiaho as well, but no, I, mm-hmm. I sold him. Like as soon as he kind of lost the goal kicking the first time around. Yeah. Around seven yeah. or something, I got rid of him. And no, I didn't start with Fafita. I I got him in, I don't know, around, around five or something, um, yeah. and then sold him when he got um, when he got suspended. Then brought him back, and he's been pretty mm. shit since I brought him back. So it isn't, yeah. Anyway, um, mm. yeah. So just just being more patient is probably my number one lesson. I'm yeah. gonna try and try and be more patient and not be. Three NPRs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it look, it can go the other way. I mean, like, like with Taukiaho, um, Jerome Luai as well. Um, yeah, that's true. I got rid of. Um, I actually started with Jerome Luai. That's a, that's a great pick. That was a great. That pick. it was a good yeah. pick. And he started so well, yeah. and I was just killing. So the other the other one I've talked about this before, but 
people have this like weird aversion to picking too many guys from the same team. Hmm. They think it's risky. Yep. I like, I'm the opposite. I'm like, if there is a team that you're pretty convinced is going to kill it and they've got yeah. a soft draw, like I'm all in on that team. I'm just going to buy every player from that team almost. So I started with Cleary, Luai, Do'o, Capewell, uh, Stains. Stains. Yeah. So I had five Panthers, five of the Panthers backline in my team. Now Stains wow. obviously didn't do very well, but he just sucks. Um, hmm. yeah. But all the others killed it. Like Cleary and Luai were killing it at the same time. Um, you know, Capewell was sort of, he was okay. Very up and down. Yeah, but yeah. still fine. Um, so that's another thing. Like, I don't know where people get that from. Like, yeah. obviously you don't want to yeah. pick like a bunch of, you know, backs from the Tigers or something, but you know, if they're in a good team, like, I don't see what the issue is. No, no, that's a good point. Unless, unless sure. they're very, um, one side dominant, like the, the rabbits. Mm. Like you wouldn't be picking too many on the right hand side from the rabbits, but that doesn't mean you can't pick both Gagai and AJ, right? Like Gagai yeah. and AJ this year have both been amazing. There's some, sometimes though, you can't always, I guess, pick which side of the field is going to be more, more dominant. I mean, I would have, you know, I would have thought, you know, that, that Panthers right edge probably should have put up a bit more, more points than it has. So I guess, I guess Cleary sort of roams from side to side to some extent, but I mean, a lot of the tries are scored, you know, Toho and Burton's down the left and, and, and whatnot, but um, no, I'd. I completely agree. I mean, if you've got your Panthers, you got you got the Storm. Really, I mean, you can have a whole bunch of you know supercoach relevant guys in, in in that team as well, and um and, and do quite well. I mean, it's just cra- it's crazy. But basically, Brandon Smith and Harry Grant, how um they're sort of, they're sort of sharing a position for the most part, but they're both you know averaging sixty seventy plus. Um, yeah, exactly. Just because there's so yeah. many points to be had in that team, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's one that, like, I mean, that's not something I've learned this season. That's something that I've been mm. saying for a long time. But um, it's it's one that just doesn't seem to cut through at all. People still think that mm. there's this imaginary super coach rule where you can't pick players from the same team. Um, I've, I've probably, like, been a bit too rooster heavy. I'm like, you, you can see my team now. I think I've got about five or six or six of them. And I've kind of sort of hung on to, um, you know, the Roosters being this great team, you know, the last three, four years or whatever it is. And, um, you know, with, with mixed results, I mean, they were pretty, pretty up and down last year. I think last year I had, um, it's pretty funny actually, I, um, I, I took a big flyer on Ryan Hall and um, <laughs> then there was some game where... Um, yeah, he got injured or something, and then Ikebalu scored five tries in that position. It, it was it was no Brett Morris got injured, and right. um, Ikebalu came in on that right wing, and and, Mort, and uh, Ryan Hall um, was on the left or something like that, and that was crazy. And I actually traded in Ikebalu last week, and I had that Hall and Ikebalu basically for like the rest of the season. I just anyway, like that was just that was just stupid, but. Um, <laughs> So look, yeah, it can backfire if the team yeah. doesn't end up doing as well as you thought they would. But I mean, lots of things can backfire, right? Like, 
Yeah. We both started yeah. with BJ Leilua last year. Yeah, yeah. No, never again. <laughs> never again. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Well, I'm not going to ask you too many more things about what you're going to do this week because uh, I know Polly is going to be listening out there. But I do hope you beat <laughs> Polly because Polly beat me last week and, you know, I'm, I'm gunning for you, put it that way. Um, yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so wish you good luck. Uh, thanks for coming on. And um, I guess we'll talk again maybe next year. And, and for mm-hmm. all the listeners out there, thanks for another uh, great season. Thanks for putting up with us. Sorry if the, the sort of the regularity of the podcast kind of um, got a bit uh, average towards the end of the season because there was just a bit of life got in the way and I was away and, and whatnot. But um, thanks so much to, to Polly and Paulos in particular for coming and filling in the gap, even though um, they talk some shit about me. Uh, I think they did a very good job. You know, like when when a uh, a substitute player comes comes on for um you know from the starter, and then the the starter comes back from injury and like has to work his way back in the team from the bench because the guy the guy that took the position just played too well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like a bit of that. Like I feel like Paulus and and Polly Paulus in particular just like played so well that now I'm now I'm relegated to the bench and I've got to prove my worth. You're, you're the Pappenhausen and he's the Heinz. That's right. Something like that. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Pappenhausen and I'm just not um, not hitting any form. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, thanks to thanks to everyone really that came on the show. I mean, Polly was, um, you know, Polly's just had a, a young a kid, a, a baby, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, he just didn't have the time to come on um, every week. So, you know, we, we had a, a range of guests through the, through the year that did all did a really good job pretty much turned up with very little notice and very little forewarning and just like just went with it so as as you did this afternoon so um so yeah thanks to, to all the guests that came on as well thanks thanks for having me costa appreciate it no worries awesome all right we'll uh, probably talk again next year sounds good sounds good all right see you mate all right see you mate